Welcome to the Well Drop Own Your Wellness. I'm your host, Amber Berger. And I'm Dina Wismer. We want to share key takeaways from our interviews. Here are this week's episode highlights. On this next episode of the mini Well Drop Takeaways, Dina and I want to discuss a topic that we are each going through right now, which is back to school, but really just discuss the struggles that, you know, every mom probably goes through, the chaos that is back to school and how we can take some moments for ourselves. How do you create space in that schedule, right? It just feels so overwhelming. We always are last on the list, but how do we make that extra effort to you put ourselves- <laughs> Well, no, we're, space. Like, we're creating Sorry. that space. We have to create that space. And what does that look like? What does that actually mean? For me, I think the only space, at least as a starting point, is just my morning ritual, which is just making myself a matcha or a coffee. And I add adaptogens in there. That is really the one thing that I kind of hold on to. I'll even wake up five minutes earlier in order to get that done. That's what's become my essential ritual to just be like, okay, like I got this. Like that's my, I got this for the day and whatever else happens, happens. And then I actually, what I do, I'm super organized with my schedule. I'm kind of psychotic about it, but I'll then plan ahead and just try to steal one day during the week, just one hour, whatever it is when the kids are sleeping and organize out, like, what are the things I want to do for me? And then map that out for the month. And then I'll call if it's a doctor's appointment, if it's, you know, a massage or a facial, if it's even just time for you to read a book, whatever that is that's on your list is one, create a list of things you want to accomplish, and then two, schedule it within your calendar. So then as that day comes up, you already have that time blocked out. Like, I find that's a best way for me to actually get done what I intend to do. Because if I don't block that out ahead of time, when that day comes, it's never happening for me. Or at least that's how I've experienced it. What about you? For me, we've had a a particularly crazy, busy start to the year and I don't have a ton of time, but I do find space. I love my kind of dirty pleasure or whatever dirty secret is that I love to listen to political podcasts while I fold the laundry. And I know that sounds so silly, but any mother will understand that just the opportunity to listen to something that is your choice and not your husband's choice or your children's choice or whoever it is to be alone, either cooking. Cooking for me is very meditative. I love to cook. So also I I find that to be my space, my time, listen to what I want to listen to, have that routine of cooking something that you're familiar with or folding laundry. Any time where I can choose what I'm putting a digesting in terms of what I'm listening to. And it's something that I've chosen and I'm interested in is therapeutic for me. It's kind of my time and you can do double duty. You can do that while you're also doing something for your family at the same time. And you can find beauty in that. I felt like I said, cooking a beautiful meal for my family is meditative for me. Even in the craziest of times when I don't feel like I have two hours, you know, when I don't have a minute in the day for myself, You can find moments that bring you pleasure and joy and insert things that make you happy while you're doing other things. Just don't multitask while you're eating. (laughs) That's not the time. (laughs) Have mindful eating. Yes. I like what you said because you like to cook. I actually don't love to cook, even though I'm very specific about the type of food I have in my house. It's not one of my strengths. My husband is a better cook than me, but I'm somehow left with more of that task on a weekly basis than he is. 
So I found that in order to nourish myself to have a positive attitude about cooking and giving it a good energy space, I also do find myself podcasting while I'm chopping vegetables or cooking. I usually will sometimes do it before I pick up the kids, depending on their day, or while they're doing homework, if they need some quiet, it's a perfect way for me to just, I put my headphones in and I cook. And if it's not a podcast, even music, I love music. So music to me is like really relaxing. So it's while I'm maybe doing a chore that's not my favorite chore to do, I find a way to still nourish myself through the same method of listening to something that's, you know, nourishing my brain or nourishing my soul with music. Those little simple things, and I think we've talked about with any, the experts we've had on so far of the act of a ritual, the importance of that and being present and just being present in that moment and don't look at what was and what's to come. Just you are wherever you are in that moment and just appreciate the small things. Even just, it may sound silly, like it's a beautiful day outside. The sun is shining. My kids are healthy. That's a big deal. Something that I've been trying to be better at because I think for years I was too exhausted to appreciate it. And we've talked numerous occasions about this on the podcast, but bedtime rituals with your children to appreciate that as a meditation and to understand that that is a temporary time in life where you're reading with them, where you're cuddling with them, that passes. I have a teenager now. She, I come in her room for five minutes every night to hear what's happening in her day. And she's like, all right, mom, how much time do I have to talk to you? Come on, get <laughs> out of here. <laughs> so to be mindful about it and to appreciate that even when the day is full, even when you're exhausted. And it is so hard because there are so many times I'm like, oh, I'm exhausted. I don't, you know, just let's just brush teeth and get into bed to take a minute and understand that that those nights are fleeting and to appreciate it and to be mindful about it. It does renew the spirit and the soul. And I think it's good for the whole family. Yes. And I'm a big multitasker and I'm really all about like, how do you be most efficient with your schedule and your day? And I like that you mentioned about the nighttime rituals. In my family, my kids love to talk to me and I love to talk to them, of course. We started this talky time at night. So when they would shower or take a bath, that was our time to have that catch-up session because I felt that I had more energy at whatever time, if it was six or seven o'clock rather than eight or nine o'clock because to communicate. And that, that was when they could get my most attention without me really forcing it. And then the bedtime, ritual was really a song and a tuck in. And so with finding the balance for you, right? Like I know myself, I'm a morning person. Not everybody's a morning person at night. I am fried. I am done. I like can barely even talk. And it's so hard for me to even do homework, but I power through, but I need that talking time to be in that space on the earlier end of the night for myself. And I think just even acknowledging what is it that are your needs? So how can you then work within your family to give them what they need? Right. And I think it's so nourishing, or I see it actually, because when we don't have those talky time moments, they crave it. And then I crave it too, of course. Like I love spending that time. And as you said, because I love learning from you, you have older children than me, that it doesn't last forever. So just savor those moments as much as you possibly can on the bad days too, on the good days. I will say as much as my daughter complains that I stay too long, she calls to me if I haven't come in yet around 9.30 to 9.45 at night, mom, are you coming? You know, were, were we having our time? So I think there is, no matter how old they get and how teenager they get, there's a small part of them that still understands that it's meaningful, yeah. uh, which is really nice. 
And I think the biggest thing that we want to hopefully inspire anyone listening is to really just take control of your schedule and that you have control over your schedule. Don't let the schedule run you. So take a minute on a Saturday or a Sunday and just look at it by week, look at it by month, and then plan out where you can take those moments for you. And you can take five minutes. It really bothers me when someone says, I just don't have enough time. You know what? You don't have enough time if you don't create the time. So actually take the time, five minutes, to create that time in your schedule, block it off ahead of time, because by the time it comes up, then you're going to actually do it. And I don't know if your day has to be morning, make myself a coffee at night, whatever it is that you need, just you got to bake it into the schedule. I don't know how you operate. I'm mental with my schedule. I feel like you're a little bit more relaxed than me. Yeah. It, yeah. I don't know that I'd call it relaxed. <laughs> but it, one thing I'd love to share, and I'd love to hear your, you know, what your answer to this question is. One thing that I'd like to make more time for or that I wish I prioritized more, and this is kind of silly, and we're going to talk about this, I think, in a later interview, but I recently bought a rebounder for my home. And jumping on a rebounder, like a trampoline, a small trampoline, for those of you who don't know, is great for your lymphatic system. And about 15 minutes a day is fantastic exercise, great for lymphatic drainage, which we've talked a lot about on the show, how important that is. I bought this thing and it's sitting in my living room. And every day at the end of the day, I'm like, I didn't do my 15 minutes <laughs> or even five minutes or even get on the thing. So for me, in terms of it beginning this new school year and you know, it's not New Year's Eve, so I don't mean to make resolutions, but I'm interested to hear from you if you had one thing that you haven't been doing that you would like to prioritize this school year for yourself, for me, that would be it. It's an easy thing to do. It just like you said, I haven't made the space for it, but it's certainly possible to make the space for it. What would your one thing be? Yes. So my one thing that's already in the works was I wanted to do more strength training. Everything that that I've read regarding perimenopause was the importance of strength training as you get into menopause because it'll leave you stronger the more muscle mass that you have since you lose a high amount. I'm blanking on the actual percentage at the moment, but if it's 1% every year that we're losing or 5% once menopause starts, I'll come back with that exact number. But the importance of gaining muscle in your 40s. So basically, I prioritize strength training. And I've never done this before. I'm actually a big class person. I love classes. I, you know, when I lived in New York, I took the same class, the same teacher for over 15 years. That was my meditation and my happy place. So this fall, I actually started working out with a new trainer. And I'm committed to at least two to three days a week and doing boxing one to two days a week. And that's a big deal for me. I don't really care to do one-on-one. That's not interesting to me. But because of everything that I've read and the research out there, I'm really making an effort. And because of the way his classes, he does mini classes, I ended up doing semi-privates even earlier. So this way I could drop the kids off, go straight there, unless I have a work commitment, no excuses, 8.15, work out. At least I know I'm doing it three to four times a week and come home. So So far, I think I'm only two, three weeks in, I've made it on average twice a week, which is a win. I only used to do it maybe once a week. So anything more than what was, I think is a win and we'll see how it goes. Yeah. So, all right. If you can do twice a week, I can do five minutes on my rebounder, not 15. It's the baby steps, right? 
Yes, I think baby steps, sometimes 15. That sounds like a lot. And I am so curious. We'll dive into that rebounding and the benefits of that. If you have a phone call, maybe with your parents and they don't mind you like kind of panting on the call. So jump and have a phone call with your friends. It's all about how do you batch your time and get the most out of your time, you know, with the limited time we actually have during that week. So, you know, talk on the phone. They always say, if you're having a phone call, you should be walking. That's how you get your steps in. So maybe for you, Talking on the phone, you should be jumping. Yep. Let's see. We'll report back. Yeah. (laughs) And if there's anything that you're struggling with that you want to discuss, please reach out to us, message us at The Well Drop. We want to hear from you so that we can make sure that we are covering things that you're struggling with right now. We are all in it together and we know the struggle is real and we are just here to help you sift through the noise and help tell you things that actually work. Subscribe to The Well Drop on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Share with a friend who can benefit from listening too. Follow us on social media at The Well Drop. The Well Drop podcast and content posted by Amber Berger and Dina Wismer is presented solely for general informational, educational, and entertainment purposes. The use of information on this podcast or materials linked from this podcast or website is at the user's own risk. It is not intended as a substitute for the advice of a physician, professional coach, psychotherapist, or other qualified professional, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical or mental health condition they may have and should seek the assistance of their healthcare professionals for any such conditions. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be considered health advice. The WellDrop is not responsible for any losses, damages, or liabilities that may arise from the use of this podcast.